This is Faster, a podcast by Flow Cycle. In each episode, we interview industry experts to educate you, challenge you, and even change the way you train so you become faster. When we're not creating this podcast, we're working on other ways to make you faster. At Flow, we design and manufacture some of the world's fastest cycling wheels that we sell consumer direct to keep more money in your pockets. As a special thank you for listening to Faster, we wanted to offer you 20% off your next purchase. Simply use coupon code PODCAST in all capital letters at checkout. Your purchase will also support our Give Back initiatives. 1% of all sales supports our Bike for a Kid program, where we provide bikes and helmets for kids in need. We also plant one tree for every wheel we ship as a thank you to our planet. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Faster. I'm your host, John Thornham, and today on Faster, we're going to be talking about something called wheel balance. Most people have heard about truing a wheel, which means getting your spokes and the spoke tensions right so that everything is straight, uh, both around the wheel, so making sure that it's a full, uh, good, clean circle, and then radially, which means left to right, so that your rim brick track uh, or rim is not moving side to side as it spins. Wheel balance is something that is completely different. So if you think about wheel balance and what it means, uh, most wheels, most cycling wheels that you get out of the box are going to be out of balance. And the reason for that is because wheel balance really has to do with weight and how it is distributed around the rim. So if everything in the wheel was identical, then you, as you spun the wheel, there would be no... Uh, forces acting on the wheel uh, to make the wheel shake or vibrate. So let's talk about that in a bit more detail. If you think of a wheel that was perfectly in balance, so every part of that wheel was the same weight all the way around, and then you were to take uh, a weight and you were to stick it uh, between two of the spokes. If you were to spin that wheel, I think what most people would understand is that as that starts to spin, that heavier section of the wheel is going to cause an imbalance in the wheel. So it's going to, um, if you put it in a stand and you were to spin the wheel very slowly, well, the heavy section would settle down at the bottom. So that weight is being pulled down. There's a there's a component of it that is, is making that wheel out of balance because it won't spin naturally because it wants to settle towards that weight. Now, when you spin the wheel at a higher speed, or at any speed really, but the higher the speed, the more dramatic the impact. You have two forces. You, a, you have something called centripetal force and you have something called angular momentum. Now, those two combine. When you spin the wheel, you get a, a vibration or an oscillation in the wheel that makes it jump. Um, if you've ever been in a car and you have gotten yourself a new set of tires and you've ever looked at the invoice, uh, a lot of times what you'll see is there's a installation and there's a balancing piece on the invoice. The reason that's so important is because when you're riding in a car and you're driving down the highway, if you have any weight imbalance in those wheels, what happens is you start to get these violent shakes in in the car uh, because it's coming from an imbalance in the wheel. At slow speeds or lower speeds, you don't really notice it. You need enough um, angular velocity or spinning revolution in the wheel in order to make this happen. So most cyclists, um, if you're riding anywhere, you know, a slower speeds and you have a regular wheel set up, you don't really notice it. When people do start to notice it is in really in two situations. One is on a descent at a high speed. And then two, um, a lot of times when you have a deeper wheel, something that's starts to get in the 60, 
60 to 80 to 90 mil depth range, you start to notice it more frequently there. And I'll talk about why that is. When you think of a cycling uh, wheel, the rim itself is pretty uniform. Um, the spokes and the hub are pretty much perfectly uniform, but the rim um, has some, some differences in it. Number one, you drill a hole for the valve to come through. And then when you have a, a valve, what you do is you install it. And now you basically put a mass, typically brass, sometimes it's, sometimes it's aluminum, uh, in that valve hole. So now you have a uneven distributional weight that is in that, in that rim. So when you spin it, uh, and if you go fast enough, then you start to get a, a violent shake. One test for this that surprises everybody the first time they do, they do it, and I've had a lot of questions about this when people put their bike on a bike stand and they're spinning the chain to shift through gears, and all of a sudden the bike stand starts to, to bounce. It starts to bounce quite violently. The reason for that is because your wheel is out of balance. So why is this important and why does it matter? Well, the first thing that you want to know is that at certain high speeds, if you get into a... Uh, a situation where your wheel imbalance starts to matter because you're going fast enough. It's quite scary. Um, there's a number of things. A lot of people call them speed wobbles, or sometimes you call it called a death wobble. It's not just wheels uh, as to why this happens. There's other reasons you can get them, and it's there's a whole list. Sometimes it's like chasing a ghost. But one thing that we always say is that if you're an, if you're a cyclist who's able to travel at very high speeds, especially in descents, and you have a deeper wheel with a long, longer valve stem balancing your wheel is important. Um, I know people that have had um, time trialists and other people who have extreme downhill speeds and they get a bit squirrely. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes people can think it's the wind. They can think it's a crosswind situation that's going on. It's difficult to understand. And the minute that we balance a wheel out, um, typically that just all goes away. So once you get that vibration happening in the system, and, and rem remember, it happens at all speeds. It's just that when you get at a higher speed, you notice it more. So anytime you have an, uh, a pulse or an, uh, some sort of vibration in the system, that is not a good thing. It's, it's wasting energy. It's putting vibration in through your body. Um, all that stuff is wasting watts, uh, which you definitely don't want to do. The other thing that happens is when you put an oscillation in a system like that, you are impacting your contact with the road surface. So as, the, as you're starting to bounce up, you're unweighting the bike slightly, it's reducing your grip. It's reducing a number of different things. You're also putting a, a shake in the bike, um, which is just not good from a movement perspective at all. You want to basically make sure that you are uh, reducing that as well. Another thing that can happen is you can prematurely wear bearings, even tires. You get weird patterns and things that happen if, if this is going on too long. So you want to make sure that everything is as smooth as possible. So let's talk about a fix. Uh, the fix for me and something that I really uh, like to do with a set of wheels, especially when I have a deeper valve stem, is we like to use, uh, they're called golf weights. They're like a strip. They're probably about, I don't know, maybe an inch long and about a quarter inch or less uh, in width. Um, so, and they're made of lead and they have an adhesive backing. So <clears throat> what we like to do, and generally you're going to see two types of setups. You're going to see either a tube or a tubeless setup. Some people say you can balance them with the tire and tube on. Um, if you have a tubed setup, that is something you can do for sure. Tubeless, it just gets a bit messy because you're going to like basically put the tubeless stuff in and then you're going to clean everything out and you're going to go back to square one. So you can get very, very close to a balanced wheel by following these steps. If you want to be like extra meticulous and you want to 
do a full install and then undo everything and put it back together, you can do that as well. But we'll talk about sort of the simplest method. I like to think of a good high quality tire as being uniform all the way around. I like to think of tubeless tape or rim tape being uniform all the way around. So I like to strip the wheel down to sort of its bare minimum, which is just the rim itself. I like to put the golf weights right on the rim. I'll talk about why that's important in a minute. And then you install the valve or tubeless valve. If you have a tube, um, what I recommend you do is you install the tube and just give it a bit of, bit of air. Um, and when you do that, you basically have a tube that's being compressed onto the rim and it's not going to come off. If you have a wheel uh, stand, that's the best thing. Uh, the wheel stand is going to give you a really easy way to spin it. If you don't have that, the only thing you need to do is you can put your bike in a bike stand. Um, you probably want to lock out the front wheel if you're going to balance the front wheel just so that it's not spinning side to side. Or if you don't have any of that stuff, you can literally just raise your front uh, front of your bike up and you can spin your wheel. You just need something that allows it to be off the ground. So the first thing you do when you want to balance a wheel is you start with the initial setup, like I said. And then what you're going to notice is if you take the wheel and you lift, think of the valve stem itself being down at six o'clock, bring the valve stem up maybe to five o'clock or four o'clock and just let the wheel go. And when you let it go, what you're going to notice is that valve stem is going to come down and basically it's going to settle down at the bottom of, in the six o'clock position, because that weight is there and it's going to bring it down. When you want to balance it, the way to do that is you want to put weight, an additional weight, 180 degrees or directly opposite where that weight is, so that where that valve stem is. So you're going to want to place weight up at the rim, and you're going to do it at basically at the 12 o'clock position if you think about that valve being down at 6 o'clock. What we use is we use like a Loctite putty. It's like a basically an adhesive that you can use to stick stuff on walls or whatever that is. It's a very sticky stuff, so when you start to spin the wheel, it's not going to come off. And we like to take uh, small pieces. You can break them off uh, in advance or you can, it doesn't really matter. It depends on how you want to do it. If you want to do it in one gram chunks, you can do that. You can weigh them out ahead of time. Or you just start putting basically chunks of the stuff on, globs of the stuff on. And you put it up basically kind of close to the brake track or where the rim would end if it's a if it's a disc brake wheel. The reason we do that is because uh, we want to put the, the golf weights sort of between the brake tracks. So start putting weight on and then you take the the wheel back to the same position where it was the valve at six bring it up to about four and let it go um give it a slight little spin if you still see that it's settling the valve stem is settling down below you need to add more weight up to the top if it you notice that now that weight start the the loctite that's been attached to the rim comes down and settles you have too much on when you get it just right what happens is the wheel sort of just spins floats and there's no real spot where it wants to settle because you have a balanced weight between those two. Once that's done, you take all the putty off and you just weigh it on a scale. So let's say you get uh, 10 grams. You get 10 grams of additional weight to offset that valve stem. And then what you do is you take on the bare rim side. And the reason I like the bare rim, because if it's tubeless, you can put your tubeless tape right over top of the, of the weights that's going to prevent any tubeless sealant from getting uh, on the weights. It's going to prevent it from getting onto any of the sealant itself, or sorry, the, the adhesive, not the sealant. The sealant getting on the adhesive is what I'm trying to say. And so that prevents that. So it's going to hold those in place. I also like to do it on a tube situation because when you put the, the tape over top of it, I just think it prevents any contact with your tube directly with the weights. There's an adhesive there. Uh, if you want to reuse it or put a new tube in and you're trying to take that off and you bump those, I just think it's more of a pain. It's more of a hassle. So I like to put them directly on the rim. Make sure your rim's good and clean. Um, all flow wheels have a, a flat section, basically, where that is. And 
there's a there's a reason for that but part of a tubeless setup and something else but it makes it really easy to install these weights um i'll have a link where you can find some of these golf weights are like 10 millimeters in width and so basically allows them to stick in there uh, i don't like to stack them too high um the higher you get the more difficulty you have mounting tires and things get in the way but if you have 10 total grams um what you can do is you can kind of place I would want to go five all the way around because they do have some length. You might want to stack a couple, um, and make sure that they're just not too thick. And then you want to go from where that midpoint is and then stack like one on either side of that midpoint and then another one on the other side of that midpoint. And then what you can do is you can just verify, you can test. So that's another reason I like to do it with just on the rim. You can see if it works before you put everything back on. Spin it, you might need to add a little bit. Your weight is being offset just a little bit, but normally it works out just about right. Um, spin it and make sure that everything is balanced with the golf weights on. And if you need to cut one of them, they're just made, they're made of like a lead. So it's very easy to, um, cut them and it all works out. Once that's set up, um, put everything back together, install everything you can retest. And, but for the most part, you're going to be very balanced. You're going to have a very balanced wheel and then go out, ride them, test them out. And I guarantee you, if you've ever noticed anything at a high speed with a wobble, if these things just feel like, sometimes people just feel like their bike just has a bit of a shake. They come home and their hands are vibrating. Sometimes people think that's the road. And honestly, sometimes it's the wheels just vibrating. If you've ever had that where you get off the bike and I used to get it a lot where I would just have this sort of um, tingly feeling over my body probably, you know, and a lot of that is because you get that vibration um, that is moving through the bike. So again, all of it, matters because it's going to save you uh it's going to save you watts it's going to help reduce the fatigue in your body it's going to help you with contact on the road it's going to help preserve your gear and when you're at super high speeds and descents you're going to be smooth and you're not going to have to worry about um, any wobbles coming into that bike i hope you enjoyed this episode um watt points let's go for i gotta look at this in two ways really number one it could be uh could be like 10 watts and I would say that because if you've got a really out of balance wheel, you're going to lose quite a bit to the vibration, if you, especially if you start thinking over a long distance perspective. And then some of it, I would even say you could reduce it more because if you get up to those high speeds and you've ever been in a situation where you have any sort of speed wobble, you are definitely hitting the brakes and you're coming up because it is, it is terrifying. So it can save you a lot of time if you get this right. I did want to uh, touch on something else last week and i don't know how i missed it but it was our 100th episode of faster so we we're very excited about that um all of our listeners out there uh we see you guys every week and we just want to thank you for listening to this show it means a whole lot um you know there's a lot of work that goes into this podcast there's a lot of work that goes into this this company and all the stuff that we do and uh we get so much uh positive feedback from this and it's just it's nice to know that people appreciate it so if you guys like it and you haven't reviewed it, it really does make a difference when you like rate it in the in the apps and whatever whatever app you're using. If it's Apple or if it's Spotify, if you can give us a, a review, give us a rating, um, it helps in a big way. So thank you guys. We uh, we really appreciate you guys. Stay out there, stay safe, and uh, have fun. Thanks for listening to Faster. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it, leave a review, or teach a friend what you learned today. For more great episodes on getting faster, subscribe to this podcast. While you're on your next ride, be kind to one another and ride safe.